What's up everybody? My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 4 where we're going to be talking about match days 1 through 5 in the Bundesliga. So hopefully you guys have listened to the previous episodes. I think that I laid down a good foundation going into match day analysis. Episode 2, I did a recap of the previous season. Then episode 3 was an analysis of the summer transfer window. So hopefully that kind of sets up everything going into this current season. So now it's the winter break for the Bundesliga. As I sit and record this, it is December 30th. So I think it's a good time to go back and look at the previous match days for the first half of the season. This episode is going to be match days 1 through 5. The next episode is going to be match days 6 through 10. And after that, we're going to do match days 11 through 15. And then one episode for match days 16 and 17. So that will get us caught up to where the Bundesliga is right now. And then hopefully we'll be able to do weekly match day analysis once a week. All right, so let's just jump into it and start with match day one. So the first match of match day one was Bayern versus Hoffenheim. So that's what we're going to start talking about. The match was won by Bayern in a 3-1 victory. The main notable point for me in this match day is Coman. So this was his return from injury. Last season he was injured and missed, I believe, the tail end of the season and missed actually the World Cup with France because of it as well. Back from uh, his ankle injury, this is his first game back. He had a really good performance in the first half before a nasty tackle from Nico Schultz got him an ankle injury again. And after the game, it was determined that he will be out for a few months, if not until 2019, with a serious, serious ankle injury, which just shattered me. I mean, Coman has had some of the worst luck with his ankles and injuries during his time at Bayern, and he really is a promising player. He always seems like he's about to get into his stride, and he's still still super young, so uh, he, he's a player that we can build our team around, but anytime he starts getting some momentum, he gets an injury, and it's really kind of pathetic that this tackle by Nico Schultz got him injured in the first match day. Um, but we'll talk more about Bayern and the injuries woes later on because there's a lot of them. So, another notable point of this match is Louis got his first goal, and it was a penalty kick goal, which is the same as last season where his first goal was a penalty kick goal. So those are the two notable things about Bayern in the first match day. Next, we come around to Dortmund. Dortmund starts off the season in a fantastic fashion with a 4-1 victory over Leipzig. And, you know, their captain, Marco Royce, who's also in the past has had a bunch of injury troubles, scores a 90th-minute goal in the game to win 4-1. So that was pretty exciting for them. Schalke, on the other hand, started the season off with a 2-1 loss to Wolfsburg. Last season, they finished in second and starting off the season with a loss. It happens. Some other notable action from match day one. Um, includes Frankfurt winning 2-1 over Freiburg with a Sebastian Allaire goal. Sebastian Allaire has kind of been flying under a lot of people's radars, but I've been watching the last couple seasons, and he's a fantastic, fantastic player. Just very consistent. He's always getting, you know, 10, 12-plus goals a season, and he's been really well with Frankfurt. I think he was part of uh, Frankfurt's success last year under Niko Kovac. Him along with Ante Rebic and a couple other players, but Allaire has always been pretty, pretty consistent in my book. Moving on, Borussia Mönchengladbach won 2-0 over Bayer Leverkusen. And then, like I mentioned before, Wolfsburg started off their season with a victory over Schalke. So, match day two, 
Bayern continues their good start to the season with a 3-0 victory over Stuttgart. Dortmund kind of falls off a bit with a 0-0 tie versus Hanover. Schalke, however, continues its downfall with a 0-2 loss to Hertha Berlin. Wolfsburg continues their good start with a 3-1 victory over Bayer Leverkusen. So if you guys notice now, Schalke lost the first two games of the season, and Leverkusen hasn't won in their first two games of the season. Some other notable uh, results include Bremen defeating Frankfurt, Hoffenheim puts three goals up on Freiburg, and then Gladbach ties Osberg. All right. Now, match day three, for me, is where things start to get pretty interesting. So, Bayern wins their match over Bayer Leverkusen with a 3-1 victory. Tolisso scores a beautiful, beautiful goal in the 10th minute, but then in the 42nd minute gets tackled by Kevin Valland and tears his ACL. So, first game of the match day, we have Coman goes out with an ankle injury for months, potentially up to 2019. Tolisso tears his ACL by a tackle from Kevin Voland in the 42nd minute. And then at the end of the game, Rafinha gets injured by a Bellarabi tackle. Bellarabi ends up getting a red card and a four-game ban for the tackle. So we're only three days into the season, three match days into the season, and Bayern is already being targeted by these teams that are out for blood. First game, Coman gets... Uh, almost season-ending ankle injury on his same ankle that was previously injured. Then Tolisso tears his ACL with a dirty tackle, and Rafinha gets injured as well. And luckily, the uh, you know German uh, authorities realized that the last tackle was unacceptable and actually gave Belrabi a four-game ban. I'm thankful that was recognized. But we have to talk about these other teams trying to take out Bayern. That's not how you play football. I understand you may be getting outplayed. I understand your coach may be telling you to go out there and you know play aggressive, but it is never okay to go into a tackle with ill intentions, to go into a tackle trying to hurt your opponent or, or do a tackle with no intention of getting the ball. That is not how you play from behind when you're losing a game, and that is not an apt strategy towards beating a powerhouse team. That's not how you go about it. And it really upsets me that three match days into the season, we have three, you know, half-season-long injuries, and we're, we still have 20-plus games to play. We still have Champions League qualifiers. We still have Pokal games. And we're already down three major players. I, I think the German authorities need to step in and intervene and, and make it known that this is unacceptable practice. They need to defend the players on the pitch of all teams, and they just need to make it clear that this is unacceptable behavior and punish this behavior and punish the teams that allow this behavior because that is not in the spirit of football. That is not in the spirit of how you play the game. It's dirty, it's nasty, and has no place in 2018. On top of that, I think refereeing should be brought to the conversation as well. Out of all of those tackles I mentioned, I believe the only one that got a card was Bellarabi. And he you know, got a red card and immediately dismissed. But that was already after Kevin Voland got away with a tackle on Tolisso. So, you know, if the referees don't punish the players, if the authorities, the German soccer authorities don't 
punish the players or the teams. This behavior is never going to change. So something needs to be done about it. The referees, the teams, and the league need to get together and figure something out because this is unacceptable practice for any team. I don't care if it's against Bayern or if it's against Nuremberg or Dusseldorf. It, you cannot go after the players and injure them like that. It's unacceptable. So moving on from that, match day three, Dortmund has a 3-1 victory against Frankfurt. And this was Paco Alcacer's first goal off the bench of many. He will have many, many more of those coming up as you see in the next episodes. But this is his first match off the bench and his first goal off the bench. So that's noteworthy there. Next comes Schalke. So Schalke loses to Borussia Mönchengladbach 2-1. It's their third loss in a row, which they're now at a three-game winless streak. Gladbach, however, is now on a three-game undefeated streak. I believe one of the games was a tie, but they haven't lost a game yet. Wolfsburg has a 2-2 game against Hertha Berlin. So they're also on a three-game undefeated streak. Great that not all of them are victories, but once again, they're still not undefeated. Lastly, for match day three, um, I want to mention that Sebastian Allaire now has three goals in three games. So like I mentioned before, he's definitely a player that kind of flies under the radar, but is really consistent, really good. Werder Bremen is also in a three-game undefeated streak. So now we have Bayern, three-game undefeated streak. We have Dortmund, three-game undefeated streak. We have Gladbach, Wolfsburg, and Bremen, all on three-game undefeated streaks. However, two teams that I would not expect to be on losing streaks are actually Bayer Leverkusen and Schalke. Like I mentioned at least once or twice in this episode before, Schalke were the runners up to the Bundesliga last year, and they're starting the season off with a three-game winless streak. And Bayer Leverkusen, they finished in a, in a top European spot last year, and they're also on a three-game winless streak. All right, so let's get to uh, match day four now. So Bayern starts the season with a four-game win streak. Then again, they played Schalke. So as kind of the, you saw the pattern developing, that was an easy victory. But I'm just happy we didn't have any injuries. That's kind of my thing is if we, if we get out of a match day with a weak result but no injuries, that's kind of a victory for me. Dortmund, their match, they get a 75th-minute red card, but Pulisic scores in the 84th, tying it up, so they are still technically undefeated by match day four. Schalke, however, continues its four-match losing streak now, and Bayer Leverkusen, which was kind of tied with Schalke with that three-match uh, losing streak, finally gets their first victory this season in a match day four. Fortuna Dusseldorf, uh, I just want to mention, they got promoted last year, and right now they are sitting right in the middle of the, the table at uh, ninth in the league. And another one is Hertha Berlin is still undefeated as well. So you still have a couple teams that four days in ha do not have a, uh, a loss yet. All right, so match day five. It's going to be the last uh, match day we talk about for this episode. Uh, Hertha Berlin finally suffers their first defeat but they're sitting on 10 points in five matches in fifth place. So as being one of the teams that's not commonly talked about as being one of the better Bundesliga teams, this is pretty good for them, I would say. Um, I'd be happy if I was a, a Berlin fan. Werder Bremen is still sitting undefeated with three wins and two ties, and they're currently sitting in third place after five match days. Bayern gets a 1-1 tie on the fifth match day. 
still undefeated and still in first place, but you have to keep in mind they have 300 players in Coman, Toliso, and Rafinha. So that's where they sit after the fifth match day. So for Dortmund, match day five is where things really start heating up and their season takes off. But we'll talk more about that in the next episode. But match day five, they have a 7-0 victory over Nuremberg. Royce and Sancho both pick up uh, goals in this game. However, Paco Alcacer is still only sitting on one goal on the season. All right, so there's just a few more things I want to talk about for this match day. Borussia Mönchengladbach gets back in the groove with a 3-1 victory over Frankfurt. The bottom of the table is currently held by Schalke, dead, dead last, with zero points in five games. No wins, not even a tie, which I kind of want to talk about that for a minute. Schalke finished second place last season. They got into Champions League. They have a young upstart coach in Domenico Tedesco, which I talked about in one of the previous episodes. They're doing pretty all right in the previous season, and then... I don't know what happened to them in the beginning of this season, but five games in without a victory, without a tie, without a point, is not the Schalke that I know of years past. If you're a Schalke fan, let me know what's up. You send me an email and let's talk about it. What do you think went wrong for you guys in the, in the first five match days? What, what happened? Is there trouble in the locker room or were there injuries I don't know about? Talk about it. Let me know what's going on because I'd really like to know what happened to Schalke. They're usually one of the teams I consider to be, you know, top five Bundesliga team. So I'm kind of surprised at their performance. Let me know what you guys think. So after Schalke at the bottom of the table, we have Stuttgart with two points and Hanover with two points. So they're also in the uh, relegation and relegation playoff spots. So the bottom three is Schalke, Stuttgart, and Hanover. Last thing to mention is that this is the beginning of Bayern's poor run of form for the for the season and the beginning of Dortmund's amazing run of form so this is kind of the match day where those two teams kind of went in separate directions and Bayern which was first in the table drops down and Dortmund which was not first in the table gets up into that spot and fights to stay there for a long, long time. All right, so that, those are the five individual match days. Let me give you guys a quick recap now. So Bayern, still the top of the table, first place, loaded up with injuries and tied in the fifth match day, which begins their bad run of form. Dortmund, still undefeated, just like Bayern. They're sitting in second place, and with a 7-0 victory on match day five, they're about to take off and run. Leipzig, however, which I believe two years ago was the runner-up to the league, is outside of a European spot. They're outside the top six, which with you know a young striker like Timo Werner is kind of surprising to me. I thought they would be doing a lot better than that. Then again, they did get rid of Nabi Keita, so maybe that's kind of affecting the team and they're having trouble in the midfield. So in addition to Schalke, which I've already talked about in depth, Bayer Leverkusen is actually the other team that really shocked me with their start to the season. They started pretty much on par with Schalke, lost their first three games. I believe match day, either match day three or four was their first victory, but they're having a rough, rough start for how I expect them to play. Last year, they finished in fifth place. Right now, they're sitting in 11th place out of 18 teams. So Bayer Leverkusen and Schalke were two teams that kind of surprised me because they're teams I usually consider pretty strong 
teams, you know, top five teams in the Bundesliga, and they both had really, really rough starts to their seasons. So that one uh, definitely surprised me for sure. All right, so that's all I have for you guys for episode four, match day analysis from match days one through five. I thought it was really interesting. Some of the biggest shockers for me were Schalke and Bayer Leverkusen's winless streaks. I was also impressed by Hertha Berlin and Dortmund on top of Bayern. I was really pissed off by the refereeing and the injury crisis that struck Bayern and the league's response to it. But there were a lot of really interesting things in these opening five match days. If you guys check the show notes in the description, you will see links to some of the incidents I mentioned. You'll see links to some of the stories that I talked about. So definitely check that out for sure. In there, you'll also see my email and my social media accounts. You can find me on Instagram at welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores. And my email is w2, the number two, w2bundesliga at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to send me some stories, some fan mail, some questions, let me know. And uh, I might talk about it on the air in the next episode. So until next time, I hope you guys have a great day, a great holiday season, and happy new year. (laughs) 